Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Welcome back, Fem Fam. We have a special returning guest today. We're super excited. Um, if you have been listening to the show for a while, then you've heard her before. If you're tuning in new to this season, then you need to go back to season four, episode seven. It's called Full Time Female Badass. Emily Skye oh, yeah. is her name, and she is awesome. She is a director, DP, now like I, I'm just going to use the term Guys. filmmaker because it kind of encompasses all of it. Total baddie, total baddie yeah. female filmmaker, also probably the most like down to earth, chill person, mm-hmm. easy to talk to. We love having her on the show. Like she just, she's not afraid to like give us all the tea and just mm-hmm. at the end of the day, super like grateful for where she's at. Like she's just so yeah. low key and amazing. And she's like, a mom and she's gorgeous. Like, like she's just she's like got everything. It all. Perfect. <laughs> But she just wrapped her feature film directorial debut, River, on September 16th, 2020, which was a nine-day shoot following the short version of River, which won over 15 awards. So we get into that of, mm-hmm. like, you know, how she managed to pull that off <laughs> and guys, why it, it was off. a and, pandemic. Yeah. Like, a girl got it together. 2020. Yeah. And, I mean, if you guys do follow Graham, you're, you're like, it's hard sometimes to think that things just happen and it's like out of nowhere but I think you guys will really hear the the backstory and how it like it did become this streamline process that just chain affected to her getting getting it into a full feature it's it's really incredible how that that all worked out for her so the stars aligned as we <laughs> we said and they do so guys yeah. i think it's a super inspiring to hear especially in again amidst a pandemic how how this baddie got her film together and mm-hmm. we we hope you guys learn we get into some um investor talks and 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 get real micro there so I hope you guys enjoy and learn a thing or two and uh, follow her. <laughs> yes, at She Will Films. And yeah, here's our interview with Emily Sky. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Krista Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience and we want to help you start your own podcast we know podcasting and we want to share that knowledge with you so whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast we want to help or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work well we can help you with that also you can contact us at info at we for more information we're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality um, that's why we're so inspired to hear how you got your film going. But that was something yeah. I know following your trajectory on it. It's not something you just thought about last year either. It's been something in the works for you. You've shelved it too for a while, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And and then finally we're like, nope, this is the right time. I just also yeah. feel like you, <laughs> it, it, well, it was like admirable to me, but it's surprised, I think, yourself as well that you were able to then take it to the extent of where it is today like you you made that all happen during a crazy time and then it's actually a feature now than where you had first started so 
I, that that's why I was like, oh my god, we have to have her on the show because I think a well, that's just really inspiring, and I know a lot of our community follows you and would love to hear from you how like that came together because again, a lot of people don't know behind the scenes that it's not yeah. something that always it does have a longer history typically. Yeah. Even if it looks like, oh, wow, it, the turnaround was just happening, which it does, it can. But I think there's always like that story too of like, well, yeah, I did. But I also had a lot of things that I had worked on for years and like really built to that mm-hmm. point to where it's just then flowing. Absolutely. It, you're 100% right. You know, like it was a project that was shelved for the last, I want to say almost 10 years. You know, like this concept started as a book and I wrote the book first. I never published this one. I do have other books published, but this one, for whatever reason, I was like, I don't think I want to publish this right now. And I just held on to the story. Obviously, the story had to adapt and change for COVID. You know, um, I couldn't have it as grand as I wanted. You know, um, originally, she wakes up in her dorm. You know, she's in college. And oh, wow. obviously, totally different. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, so I was like, Oh, let's just try it for the short film. And then we didn't, obviously I didn't expect to get financed literally a month and a half half after the short film was done. Like that wasn't when people are like, because people mistake it as, Oh, I wasn't expecting to make a feature film. Well, yeah, I wasn't expecting to make a feature film, but I wasn't expecting to make, you know, to get the money to make a feature film like a month and a half later. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know, it was right. I didn't expect, I didn't expect that. So I have a lot of like gratitude for the investors that have been friends of mine for years. And um, they just saw me work really hard. And they're like, we want to do this for you. And I was like, okay, like that never happens. You know, I was like, yeah. what, what is the catch here? You know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a, a lot of stuff because I had a lot of things slated for last year that I was like working on. And all of those bigger projects got put on hold because obviously COVID and when you're dealing with like really large budgets, it was just, there's so many moving pieces and it was kind of like, we need something contained that we can work with. And that's why I was like, well, River, I can make it contained. And that's why we did the short film and we're like, okay, we got it, you know, but (laughs) yeah, no, but that's exactly, that's what I mean. People don't realize it's like, a, there's there's some luck involved and like again it's inspiring to us too when it's hard to sometimes shelve a project and you're like but I was like mm-hmm. really passionate about doing this and doing it now and then it's like okay okay we can still do it and then it will happen we just gotta find the right moment because then when it does all work out it it can potentially really push you forward to completing the full thing like you said yeah. you've had those investor connections for how long? Probably the same amount of time, you know? And then they, yeah. they follow your work. So it's like a no-brainer for them at that point, too. They're like, no, girl. Like, we know you, we know your skills. Like, we can back you up 100%. Like, that just yeah. was what happens. Did they even get to see the short film? Or did they yeah, just, they like, know what you put into it? Okay. okay. So they also gave me some money for the short film to do, like, the color like the color grading and the sound design. Um, It wasn't a lot. They gave me like two grand to do those, you know, little people, well, not little pieces, they're huge pieces to finish a project, (laughs) you know, with the wrong color and with the wrong sound, you're screwed, you know? So um, I was very fortunate that they, they did that. And then, you know, because the short film was doing so well, like, because when you start submitting in like June, all the deadlines are hitting all those deadlines. So you were able to get all the acceptances or obviously like if you weren't accepted, you get all those notices pretty soon other, you know, instead of like meeting all the early deadlines and you wait forever to find out if you're in or not. Um, So I was like perfectly in and I just kept getting acceptance after acceptance and then winning awards and everything like that. It was like really weird because it was all online. It wasn't in person. So it wasn't really the same kind of, feeling you get when you go to a play, you know, a festival and sure. you get to meet people with everybody. Everything was over like Zoom, all these like Zoom chats where you only had 15 minutes per little group and you just didn't really get to to really jump in too much and really get to know the people that you were in the festival with, which was kind of sad, but I love that they were still trying to make things work and yeah. help out the artists. So it was super cool, but all of that all of getting like 
the awards and things I never expected to to hit to hit festivals the way that it was we were just purely wanting to do this because we wanted to do something creative and we weren't looking for recognition we weren't looking for all of these things it was just something that um happened and then the investors looked at all of that and they're like we really want to do that and so we signed contracts in like July and we were in full per- like pre-production end of July and then we started filming in September like yeah. so crazy. Oh, that's what's so yeah that is what's so crazy like COVID clearly hit before then what yeah what was your what was going through your mind and then what led you to that decision like okay we're gonna we're gonna sign these contracts and and shoot the the short anyways yeah so for the short film we shot the short in may oh and okay. it's only yeah so we shot the short in may of 2020 so the lockdown just lifted in north carolina and we're like, okay, I, I'm in Florida right now. So I was like, I can drive to North Carolina because my actress who actually lives in LA was with her family in North Carolina. Cause she's like, I'm not staying, you know, in my apartment for right. the entire lockdown. So she flew to North, uh, North Carolina. I drove to North Carolina with like, um, my brother and his girlfriend. And so they helped me make the film, like the short film. And, uh, we had like a total of six people total um, where we all got COVID tested, we all like followed safety. And this was like before we really knew what to do. Right. You know, there wasn't yeah. really any kind of rules or guidelines at that point because the lockdown just lifted in North Carolina. And we're like, well, we're going to figure this out, you know? And so we we did it in two days. We did this in her backyard. Her family owns like a forest. So we were able to shoot all of that. I and was just going to say that was all North Carolina. I yeah. Thought, wow. It like gives me Redwoods vibes, like when you're heading up the coast here a little bit. Yeah. So that's why I was so curious to know where you guys found it's it's luscious, it's green. Um all her parents' backyard. It's oh freaking me. You know? So yeah. we shot the short there and we shot obviously the feature film um literally like three months later. Yeah, that's amazing turnaround time. Like, it was like crazy. I'm like, oh my God. And we got to shoot at like DuPont State Forest, which, you know, Triple Falls is there where the Hunger Games was shot there. So we got to get permission and all the permits to shoot there, which was super cool. Um, I kept the cast very small, only five. Um, Mary just killed it she was in every single scene the entire project revolves around her and obviously her best friend amanda in this in the show and um her love interest jamie who was like a best friend of hers as well and uh i wanted to keep the cast very small like everything contained we only had like literally 30 people max on the feature film like crew cast and we we had an officer and we all had to get tested and it was just like daily you know we all stayed together too we got like a compound airbnb giant compound where we all stayed there together so nobody was going off and doing their own thing and um but it was so much fun it was like we were all camping together it was a ball <laughs> yeah it was so fun I, I feel like that's <laughs> kind of the ideal for it, filming in quarantine if it's doable you know obviously yeah. not all all crews and cast can be that small but like that just seems like it makes the most sense. You know, go somewhere that's a little scare, little less scary than LA right now with COVID. Have a small crew and cast. And if you guys can all just like pod together, you know, on a compound like you had or something like that, like that's the safest way to do it. It's the smartest way to do it. Like it if it worked, makes sense for your movie, yeah. worked for us. Um, we had our compliance officers stay with us as well. You know, like we were mm-hmm. all literally together. And um she was just really great. You know, like you, some, I'm hearing stories on some productions where you get some compliance officers that are like, really, really, they don't work with you at all with anything, you know, and they're kind of rude, but our, she was super sweet and just was on top of everything and sanitized everything. And we all made sure, um, 
things were just super safe and no one got sick. We were all healthy the mm-hmm. entire time. And after it was great, it was a nine day shoot. I was just going to um, ask how long that was. Nine yeah. freaking days for the feature. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine days. And we were 18 hours under schedule. Um, we were having just wow. eight hour days. Um, our longest day was about 13 hours. And that was because we had to get 15 pages done the second day because we had um, lost some light from the first day. Cause you know, the first day you're always kind of working out kinks. Like everybody is trying to figure out their groove. And then the second day I was like, we are, I'm going to be going, (laughs) no, we cannot do this again. You know? So it was literally, we just pushed through everything and we're 18 hours under schedule. We had eight hour days and people were like, what? Like you need, definitely need more people to help with certain things. And we just made everything work and it just, it worked. Um, I had a really great team though, you know, everyone on their, on their game. Was it a, that's so exciting to hear that, like, you can pull that off, you know, like eight hour days is nothing. <laughs> like a feature in nine days is nothing. And especially with that, like small of a crew yeah. and everything, like that's really impressive. Yeah, it was, uh, we were really lucky, like all the locations when I um, got the locations uh, you can't tell, but they were all like really close together, like location wise. So we weren't driving everywhere. It was only like 10 minutes from where we were staying. And the only farthest place was DuPont St. Forest, which was like two and a half hours, but we saved that for the last day. And, you know, we saved it for the last day, drove out there, had our last scenes in the forest there. And then we wrapped right on the waterfall, which was so beautiful. Like, and it was just like, we all cried because it was, you know, Mary and I have been friends for over seven years, like working together. We've gone through so much together of like highs and lows of like a project going and then it's not going. And then like, this is happening and then that's not happening. And we're just like, you know what? Um, it was just magic to be able to do it with somebody that together, you know, like mm-hmm. having this friendship going through the trenches of war together, constantly being told that we'll never make it, like we'll never get there. And, and uh, it was just magic to do it with her because we just looked at all the people that told us we would never be able to do it. And we're just like, we're here, we're doing it. You know, we're making it happen. And In never quarantine. Thought yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never thought during a pandemic. Like what? No, I, that, that is totally, that is just, yeah, so beautiful. And like, I think a lot of people can relate to just that, uh, like it's, it's what keeps us going, right. To have moments like that in your career where you can look back and be like, it was fucking worth it. We, it was, (laughs) yeah, we kept it going and like how beautiful it's like the freaking waterfall you're having, like you get to do it there and, and in that time. And that's why it's like, guys, it's worth it. I tell so many people, it's like, it's not about always getting there. It's the journey to get there. And all of these moments are learning experiences, even if we're failing, like that we're learning from it, we're growing and we're adapting. Because if you were just handed everything you wanted before you went through all the trials and tribulations, and you wouldn't be ready to receive it. You know, right. you wouldn't be ready for it. It would, it would just, you wouldn't know what to do with it. So I even look back on things that I thought I was ready for and I wasn't. And I'm like, damn, I would have failed. Like even worse. <laughs> like, yeah. But I'm, I'm super grateful. And uh, I'm super grateful that the investors took a chance on me and mm-hmm. took a chance on a pandemic because they're like, well, there's they're going to need content next year. And I'm like, hell yeah, they're going to need content. So that was another reason why they wanted to do this. So like, let's do this and get it out there before, before things really open back up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like, let's go, let's do this. <laughs> so no, it's actually really smart. <laughs> like yeah. it totally makes sense. And I feel like it, yeah, it was very like in, in favor to you in that way too. Like, yeah, not everyone one could, yeah, even with time, have the resources or the funding. So it just, it totally makes sense. I felt mm-hmm. like the stars just aligned. Like, as weird, as cheesy as that sounds, it was like, you know, in this industry, it feels like you're just going against the current 
constantly like you're just battling 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 oh you know like oh you're not good enough and oh you know like you're not experienced enough or whatever it is you feel like you're constantly getting thrown these curveballs so to finally like meet people that are like well I've known them for a few years but for them to actually turn around and be like you know what Emily I want to give you your opportunity I see you working Mm -hmm. so hard let's do this and I was like I literally sobbed like when one of the investors, like I had this huge meeting and they're lawyers too, like two are lawyers, like big time lawyers in New York. And like one even works for the government and like all of this stuff. So like I had to sit here and present what I wanted to do, you know, still, you know, I still had to show them materials and things. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, this is like, this is like scary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I sat there and like I was like all right I will do that and then the other two are real estate you know they own a lot of real estate which is super cool and um but yeah I sat with them and I remember when the main guy he was like he looked at me he's like we're gonna do this Emily because he was like the one leading the pack you know like kind of like he said yes then the other three are all in too yeah so um and he told me after he's like we were already all in I just wanted to see you present and I'm like (laughs) I was just like oh my god because they're the ones that asked me and I'm like okay you know um yeah literally I remember I turned around and I just started like emotionally crying like ugly crying because it was finally happening and it wasn't bullshit it wasn't just stringing you along anymore it was like literally we wrote contracts my attorney wrote contracts you know they signed the next day and then they gave they wired the money the same day we signed contracts Mm. I was like who does this I was, like, <laughs> I was like, gonna say that's definitely it. not normal like no not normal at all and then not even that they they allowed me having full creative freedom they weren't over my shoulder hovering they weren't questioning every single decision I was making they didn't obviously because it was COVID they didn't come to set but they didn't even like say oh we have to come to set and make sure that everything is exactly how it has to be in our minds and blah blah they, they mm. allowed me to have complete full reins of everything Mm. the entire time. And it was the most beautiful experience that I've ever experienced where like the worst thing is, you know, when you're working sometimes with the money people and they just hover over you constantly and make you feel like your job is threatened every like second of the day, you know, like, Hey, we can replace you sort of thing. Cause I've heard experiences like that with some friends of mine that have been on sets that they keep getting like, oh, well, if you can't deliver, then we already have your replacement. Like I've heard situations like that. And I'm just like, so thankful that my experience has been just nothing but beautiful working with the people that I want to work with, with, I love my team, you know, Mm -hmm. and to be able to do something together like this during a pandemic, I never, I never, um, well, I have a funny story about that, actually. When I was <laughs> editing, I found my journal. And September 10th, 2020, I um, I wrote to my future, my present self in uh, February of last year. And I said, on September 10th, 2020, I was going to be starting my future film. Like, I was going to start filming it. And I was working with this ex-investor and all of these things. I'm like, I'm just so proud of you. Like, you know, I just kept giving myself like all of these boosts. I'm like, can you believe you, you made a future film? I know it's going to be a very hard year, but you got this. This is before we went on lockdown. This was like the beginning of February before we knew we were going to have a pandemic before we knew we're going to be on a lockdown. But yet I'm telling myself it was going to be a really crazy hard year (laughs) and I'd have to work really hard, but I was going to make my feature film September 10th. And I kid you not, we started filming September 8th. That's wild. And I forgot (laughs) completely about this whole thing until literally in November when I opened my journal to start writing notes as I was editing and I opened it up to that page and I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. It was so (laughs) crazy. I did not even know how to like, I just sat there and my mouth was open and I'm like, holy shit like the universe does fucking listen. You know? yeah. No, it so does. And like, I don't 
like there's a lot of things I think for Tessa and I both last year, same thing, stars just aligned for like yeah. in a surprising way in a crazy time for projects, people that we met, got to interview or work with. Like I got put on for a project this year that has touched my soul. And I feel like I've been like putting that on the back burn for like three years. And I was just talking to the director yesterday, like I, you don't understand, like, this was a project that I've been waiting years and years for and just believing like I could, could find my place in to act again in this space. And you gave me that opportunity. Like it, it means the world. Like, so no, I 100% agree. Like, you just have to keep believing in yourself and knowing like, the universe is is going to take care of you if you really, really want it and you really keep pushing forward. And it's fucking hard, guys. It is. But but you have to know what you want. You know, yeah. like you like knowing exactly like you're going to make the feature and you like put the date on it and everything like because you've got to be like ready to receive it, too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It is like it's absolutely I feel you have to put out what you want. You have to be very you have to just know what you want. And mm-hmm. you have to be very firm on what you want to, so that it's not, it's not like you're confusing the universe, but like you want to have a clear view of what it is that you're asking for, you know? Yeah. And I really believe obviously now in writing it down because, um, wow. it worked for me and yeah. I, I was blown away, you know, even some of the hard things and just looking back on that moment, I was like, wow, you know? future Emily which was obviously my present Emily but speaking from like a future yeah like hey you know like I'm so proud of you you know it was like (laughs) to write it like that but it really worked and even with the same investor that I wrote on that paper saying I wanted to work with that's wild too that specificity pays off I wrote his name like his full name and then (laughs) um he was the one leading the pack of the investors that we were all working with which I've been friends with all of them for years, but I've never asked them to invest in my stuff because it just didn't feel like it was the time, you know, Mm -hmm. like there was just something there that wasn't there. And then in this case, I didn't even have to ask because they just saw the short film and they're like, what do you need help with? And I said, I just need some, you know, help for color grading and sound design. And they're like, Oh, we got you. How much do you need? And I was like, it's only 2000, but still like that 2000, I never imagined it was going to turn into what I needed for the feature film, you know? Exactly. Uh, And that speaks to like building your fan base too. And I, I kind of hate to use the word fan because it just, I don't know, it's got like a weird connotation to it, but like, that's genuinely what they are because they're not just, you know, your friends. I mean, they might be your friends also in normal real life, but like they're clearly fans of your work because they believe in what you're doing and they want to support your work. So like, it's just so important to not only build your audience, but to build actual fans that are, You're you know, they're going to support you. Yeah. yeah. You have to, you know, and that's another thing too, because people are like, how's, how important is social media? And I said, social media is so important because that's how we're building our audience for the projects that we're doing. It just opens up so many doors. I'm meeting, mm-hmm. I, I do talk to a lot of people. Like I, I make a lot of, um, connections and friendships through Instagram, which has been really cool. Like never thought I'd find my community within social media, but, um, it is true. You're building your audience. We're our brand. You know, a lot of people say, oh yeah, they're going to give you money because of the project. Yeah, they'll do that, but they're going to give it to you because they like you, you know, like Mm -hmm. they believe in you, you know, and then the next thing is they want to see the materials and what you're working on, you know, it's, um, but they want to believe in you. And if they don't believe in you, then you don't have a project because that's what it is. So I, when I learned that, that I had to build my brand of myself because I don't like being in front of the camera. Like I really, honestly, I never thought I was going to take it seriously of anything. And I, I didn't expect, um, to build such a community, mm-hmm. you know, just because I started to put myself out there, which is hard. It's not easy putting my work out there for people to see. Um, I get critiqued for absolutely every little thing that I can imagine. it's just, Oh, you're, why are you holding the camera like that? Oh, why don't you use an easy rig? Um, I go, I'm sorry that 
your arms aren't strong enough to hold the camera like this. <laughs> you go to the gym more. And I go, if I wanted to use an easy rig, I would use an easy rig. But when people did handheld back in the day, they didn't have an easy rig. People had yeah. to figure out ways to do handheld without an easy rig. So, you know, yeah, if you want to use an easy rig, great. But I was comfortable doing it the way I'm doing it. If I'm getting the shots the way I need to get the shots, then why the hell does it matter that I hold it on my forearm? Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm strong. <laughs> and I sit there and I'm like, <laughs> it's just like the little. so thing. surprising, but not surprising at all. Oh, like, I'm not surprised by that. So Freaking men too. All men. I'm like, do you, and then I even said, do you hear women complaining? No, you don't. I don't hear anyone right. complaining about how I'm holding the camera. Only you. So <laughs> sorry that you can't hold the camera like this and it's too difficult for you. But <laughs> yes. I'm, you know, like, I'm like, well, make your own movie then, how you want to make it, you know? Yeah. And it's even funny that some some person, when I started releasing clips of even the feature film, that color grading is too extreme. It's shit. And I go, well, actually, Tyler Roth from Company 3, who did Wonder Woman and Joker, he's the colorist of this. And then they're like, uh, uh, silence because <laughs> I freaking was the one that color graded it and they just wanted to shit on me but then when they realized right. that it wasn't me that it was actually a professional colorist who does amazing work um holy shit yeah yeah they do this all the time though on the smallest things I'm like do you realize that this is actually not me this is like another yeah a team that's working on the film that's doing this you know so like it's just it's hard, you know, putting your work out there for people to sit there and try to find things to complain and critique you about just because mm -hmm. they still to this day will look at my page and look at me and think, oh, you're just a wannabe Instagram model holding a camera. And I'm like, they want to completely bypass that I'm actually a filmmaker that I actually worked my ass off last year. And every year I work my ass off. Nothing is just hand it to me easily like these investors didn't hand this to me because I just walked into a room and they're like oh I'm gonna work with you they they've been seeing me work hard for the last two years and then right. it was just because of the pandemic of, of a short film they realized that hey I think we should do a feature film because now is the time like it was just all my hard work paying off at the exact moment that it needed to really kind of work out and mm. people, they just want to see the end game. They, they only see the end game really, or what's happening in the now. And they still want to sit there and, and say, things are just handed to you. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> must like get under your skin so much. Like it gets under my skin. Like yeah, I'm ready to like, pop yeah. off. Come, yeah. come on, commenters. <laughs> oh my God. Like, come I, on. Sometimes, you know, um, I've learned when I get a lot of internet trolls or something, um, I just screenshot their comments and share them in my stories. And then I add <laughs> them because mm -hmm. everyone else does the rest for me. And then yeah. I've had a lot of people respond, like come back to me in my DMs and they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. I'm like, bitch, what, how did you mean that? You know, like right. <laughs> they're saying that, that like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, how did you mean that then? If you didn't like mean what that? it was out of context. Right. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, they're only sorry. Cause they got yeah. caught and called out. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I never said that. And I go, I screened your comment. Like yeah. your comment, you know, like I didn't write this, you know? And I think that's the the thing. But when I when I talk to a lot of filmmakers, I like to encourage them that there's always going to be internet trolls. And mm -hmm. the big piece of advice that I learned was it takes a miracle to make a film, but it takes absolutely nothing to be an internet troll. Yeah. And <laughs> and I I like to say that because sometimes I forget, mm -hmm. you know, that like I just made a damn miracle happen. You know, like regardless if certain people like it or they don't, you know, like mm -hmm. I made this, I made these projects with my beautiful friends that I love and we made something happen. And if people love it, I'm so happy. And if people don't love it, I'm okay with that too. Because at the end of the day, I made a film that I wanted to make, you know, yeah. with people I wanted to make it with. And it's brutal though. You know, of course, when people just randomly want to say really nasty comments, without even knowing what's going mm -hmm. on. And you're like, all right, 
first it would hurt. And then I would even thank them. I started thanking people. I'm like, well, thank you so much for your <laughs> taking the time to comment and boost my algorithm. I really appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That, it, that okay. It's the, when the trolls comment, it still boosts you. <laughs> exactly. It's all press, baby. Let's keep it coming. Like, yeah. it's fine. Like, but it's, oh. you know, it's crazy because it's like, whenever you think about like actually, you know, being legitimately famous, like A-list celebrity, you know, of course, you know, along with that comes like paparazzi and tabloids and like all that stuff. But in today's day and age, like you've got that on Instagram, you know, <laughs> and it's crazy because it's people that just genuinely want to say shit about you and they don't know you and they don't even, they haven't seen your work. They don't, you know, yeah, they, they, just they definitely haven't on you. seen your work. Nothing not even out yet. You know, it's like, Right. I mean, the short film is out, which is on Dust, which was super cool to to be on that platform, you know. Um, But again, it's like when one troll goes, they all start to go. And it's just, it was exhausting to to read um, some of the comments that they were making because it was just so like attacking me as a person versus the story or they wanted to give me their expertise advice and I'm like oh I would love to see your films I would love to see your work and then they don't answer I'm like okay Mm -hmm. but you want to sit here and say pick apart yours that like I shouldn't hold my camera like that I'm like first of all you don't see me how my whole how I'm holding my camera you're just seeing images and um but it's 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 funny how Sometimes that's just comes with the territory, you know, you'll get people that will come on there and just want to be negative. And if, if, and I always say like, Hey, if you took that negativity and like put it into the things that you're doing, you know, all of that energy, you would be going somewhere instead of coming on pages and just commenting negative things to people. But it, it is what it is. And a lot of Again, a lot of filmmakers come to me. I'm like, how do you do this? How do you just put your work out there? I go, because I'm making my work. And I'm like, people are going to like it. People, that's wonderful. If not, I'm okay. But you have to put yourself out there because if you don't, you're never going to get anywhere. Exactly. 100%. Absolutely. And it, I'm sure it's not something that gets easier, but you just keep doing it. You know, you just got to like figure out, you know, how to kind of navigate around it. Girl, have you listened to Hags yet? Oh my god, yes. Let's tell the fam about it. So, Hags is a weekly podcast dedicated to deconstructing and demystifying how society values gender by asking key questions like, for the love of God, why? (laughs) Yep. And each episode begins by celebrating a boss-ass bitch from throughout history for tackling our ever-changing understanding of modern intersectional feminism through history, pop culture, current events, personal anecdotes, and embarrassing childhood stories. Co-hosts Riley Rose Critchlow and Nicole Wyland are frequently joined by special guests like Gates McFadden, Troy and Belisario, Gina Susanna, Liz Jenkins, Brianna Cuoco, Ioni Butler, Jazz Thornton, and Jen Mora from Voices of Hope, and many more. The show is produced by Alex Reeves and Point of Blue Studios. Follow them across the social medias at Hags Podcast for more. So taking it back to just something you just said. So girlfriend got worldwide distribution. Um, yes. Spill the tea there. Congrats. First, the fucking ball. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so I finished post um, end of December and I was reached out to two um, distribution companies before the film was even done because they saw the short. They loved the short. They saw um just the things, you know, the BTS and stuff from the feature. And they were really curious. And so I sent, uh, I sent about like five screeners to some distribution companies that were all interested. I now have like, I'm whittling it down to two, but both want to give worldwide distribution and um, which would be released over the summer, which, you know, once I make the final decision, which obviously I sit down with the investors and we all kind of look everything together and um but I've been negotiating the last month and a half with like everybody to kind of figure out what's going to be the best fit for us you know Mm -hmm. so once I have the meeting and we make a final decision of who we're gonna run with um yeah we're gonna be worldwide which is super cool never thought you know I didn't think oh this 
project that originally we did a two minute little tester over FaceTime that we released on Instagram, IGTV. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It all started, you know, when we were there and never thought from that moment when we first went to a lockdown to almost, you know, a year later being in a position where I'm going to have a film that's going to be worldwide, you know, yeah. we'll be able to watch it everywhere. And it's just kind of, it's overwhelming. It's like an overwhelming like sensation of like, <laughs> holy cow, like this just happened. Yeah. Where did time <laughs> just go? You know, like, right. what? You know, so I'm, I'm super pumped about that. And both like all the places, cause I've had calls with everybody and they're like, they thought we filmed this in 2019. They didn't know mm-hmm. we filmed this in 2020, even though on the one sheet it says 2020, but it's okay. You know, like people don't read, <laughs> they don't read you know, so, um, they thought we shot this in 2019. They had no idea that we actually shot this in September. And then when I told them that, they're like, we would have never, never known because this looks like you had a bunch of people on set. Like you, you would not tell, you can't tell at all that you had any obstacles in this mm-hmm. production. And I said, well, thank you very much. And then they told me that um, our our indie film stands its own along all like the mainstream films that are in the current market, which is super cool to hear yeah. that they they feel that way about River, you know, like something right. that, we made independently um and that they believe in it that much you know which is super cool but yeah I just feel super grateful you know for you sound like someone who has taken the time to also appreciate your victories because I sometimes get caught up okay I gotta go do the next thing though and like and then you don't you forget like no you can really also like have a moment to celebrate like I, I mean the impression I'm getting is you, you have, like you've found that time to really celebrate what you're doing right now. Um, yeah, I feel like now I absolutely can. I'm starting to feel like I'm finally unwinding from, um, everything because I went from filming to editing and to like, you know, the holidays and all of this stuff. So now it's starting to like really sink in that, Oh my God, we made this film. I'm so proud of what we did together. And I'm already, um, and the process of finishing up financing for my second feature that we're going to be filming the end of May in New Mexico, which is super cool. (gasps) And um, just because that investor saw what we were doing on this and they were friends Mm -hmm. of that, those investors. And they're like, well, we want to, he's like, I want to get involved in the next project you do. And that's fantastic. That's so cool. And like, thank you so much. So um, finishing up all of that, but I just am. I'm super grateful for, for all of this, you know, regardless. I'm like, you know, there was a part of me like, maybe I should do festivals first, but I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do festivals. I'm like, if these distribution companies are coming out and they're like top tier, like one was like in the top 11 with the biggest sales of 2020 and 2019. So I was like, all right. I'm like, I was like, I think I'm going to go straight to distribution, you know? And yeah, if you don't need to make the pit stop at festivals to get yeah. your film distributed, that's like, and plus you had already won for the short at, at multiple exactly. So it's just kind of like, you know what? I just want to bypass the festivals right now. And I just want to go straight to this. And, you know, a lot of the festivals that had the short, they're like, Emily, you're not going to put it in our festival, you know, like da da da. And I'm like, well, I'm like, no, I'm like, you guys can watch it, but I just don't, I'm not going to really you know, put it on festival right now. I kind of want to, want to wait, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Super, super grateful. I don't even know. Like when people ask me these questions, I'm just like, what's the secret sauce? And I'm like, oh, I think (laughs) I don't know what the secret sauce is. I just think putting it out what you want out there and working hard for it, to be honest, you know, no one's going to just hand you an opportunity. You have to make your opportunities you know, everyone's going to doubt you. Everyone's going to tell you what you can't do. And they're going to tell you your work is shit. You just have to prove them differently and go yeah. out there and make it happen. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that is your secret sauce is just making your own opportunities. You have to. Yeah. You know, I've been doing this for almost 15 years and um, before all the women movements and things coming in and mm-hmm. I was told straight to my face that I would never be able to direct 
a feature film coming off short films. And I was like, but you did that for this man. He did a short film and I've done multiple and he only did one and you're giving him a feature film. Mm -hmm. I go, so I go, so what's the difference? Oh, well, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, what, you know, like, no, you know, so I feel like now is definitely the time for anybody coming that's wanting to come into this industry. Just make your shorts, do, do things how you want to tell the story, you know, and just put yourself out there. Yeah. I mean, that's the best advice I feel like you can give because, you know, little things work differently for everybody versus like, you know, starting out in shorts or, you know, starting out by building your community or like everybody takes different paths, but that's the most important thing. And no path is the wrong or right path. It's whatever path is going to work for you. You know, like what works for me is not going to work for you. Like you have to figure out your own way because everyone's going to have their own journey. And the beautiful thing about storytelling is that um, art is subjective. Um, Mm -hmm. There's always going to be an audience. So just finding your audience and make films for you. You know, you're making a film because you want to tell that story, you know, and um, don't do it because you're trying to impress X, Y, and Z, because then you're not going to make the movie how you need to make the movie. Like you have to make the movie first and foremost for yourself and know what you're telling. And then from there, you'll be able to bring that audience because the right people will find it, you know, the right people will connect. Totally. If you can be proud of it, somebody else is going to enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. of course. Yeah. With anything. Absolutely. No. And um, just, a, I have a, just a, a filmy question because of Tess and I's project that we're working on currently. Do you feel that getting the short done first really helped you secure your investor funding because you had that product or is it still marketable today to go in with a really strong pitch deck and, and, you know, some materials that you can still find, you know, to get people on board with doing that as well. Of course. Um, I still have a pitch deck. Um, I still get a budget broken down. Uh, I get the script printed out. I get even the contract printed so that they can see what the contract would look like, even though, you know, you negotiate little things here and there within the contract. Um, but I, I print everything out in, in a really nice binder. And, um, that's what works with the current investors that I'm going to be working with on the next project, you know, materials, wow. everything. Cause I don't have anything to show for that film. Like I don't have a teaser. I don't have like a rip trailer, you know, anything like that. I just went out with materials. So mm-hmm. materials are everything, you know, having your pitch decks, having your script, having a budget broken down so they can see where the money is going and letting them know, Hey, this is all going to get tweaked and moved around, you know, as we continue on, like, it's just a, for you to see where money is kind of would go, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and having like, if you have an investor contract, it's important to have one so that you're able to present that to them as well as if they're going to sign today. I love that. Yeah, yeah that is, that totally makes sense. And because if they see that and they see all the materials, they're not going to go back. Oh, I need to see the contract. Oh, I need to see the budget. Oh, I need to see the pitch deck. You already have that. So you're skipping yeah. all that, all those steps, you know, and just be like, here you go. You know, and like, it shows that you're really on top of it too. Knowing like exactly. it, this is no, no, here it is. Like, any more questions? <laughs> page five. I even, I even like no seriously. I have a table of contents, and then I also have little like little like tabs so that oh, they yes. can like really just pull it over. Like I'm so OCD, and I remember every time I sit down with like a new investor or something, and they get this like presentation, they're just like, "Wow, like, <laughs> what is this?" And I'm like, "It's your materials," and they're like. Like I was not expecting this whole presentation, I'm like, but now you got it. And they're like, yep. oh, do I keep this? I go, yeah, that's for you to take home and look at it too. And they're like, oh, okay. Cause they think I'm just bringing it to show, but I'm like, take that home and keep looking at it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the way to do it. The more prepared you are and the more you have to present, like people are going to take you more seriously. And then they can't, like you said, they can't come back with more questions and put it off. Cause you haven't showed them this, like it's all right there. Yeah. If you can avoid all of those continuing like 
back and forth. Exactly. You get one shot. You get one shot to kind of like wow them. And if you're not wowing them when you go in for that meeting, you're not going to get a second meeting. So, and if you do get a second meeting and they have to come back to you asking for more materials, then you're not doing your job properly. Like you should just have it all done so that they know you're serious. Yeah. How do you know when to either keep an investor or move from like from one? Like, you know, they're, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, how long do I wait for this person to really say yes? Or I just feel like that's, it's like something that I don't think people talk about, but that's like, it's so hard. You're like, how long do I follow up? And then, or, and then no, you know what? It's, it's time to walk away. Do you have like a, a time frame? I know. I it's- feel like I kind of give, you know, at least a month or two. And I feel within the second month, if they're still kind of stringing you along, um, then you just kind of move along, you know, move away from it. Um, I had one investor who literally uh, strung me along for so long that it. it was so exhausting. Like he gave little increments of money, but it never accumulated to be enough to like make something happen. And he signed contracts, but never like actually gave the money in bulk, which he was supposed to. And it was just so stressful. And I felt like I couldn't enjoy the project as much because he was just constantly stringing me along on lies. And I was just like, you know what? I don't got time for this. There's other money. And he even told me at one point, he's like, good luck trying to find someone else. And I'm like, you narcissist. I'm like, that's (laughs) fine. I will find somebody else. And I did. But, um, (laughs) you know, I feel like there's, there's, there comes a point. um, I said that we should all have like our own internal timelines, you know, Mm -hmm. like a deadline. Like, so I give myself a max of like two months now. And then if I feel like I'll know pretty quickly though, after a few meetings, if I feel like it's really going anywhere or if it's not. And um, then I quickly just like move on because Mm. I can't sit there and wait for Right. Because then like, you can't do like two months, two months, two months for like everybody either, you know, you're like in a year, like you're the next year and you're like, what just happened? You know? So I usually, you know, first, the first investor I go with, I usually ask them, what do they feel like they would put in? And, um, that way I'm able to know exactly who I'm talking to with the next investors, what I need for them as well. Because, you know, you put your little pool of what the percentage is for the investors, and then you just kind of start breaking it down based on what everybody can give, you know? Mm, That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably then have to adjust contracts based on how much someone is pulling in too, right? It's all that work. Exactly. So that's why when they finally like say, okay, we're going to do this, um, they're going to give this amount, then you give the percentage to them based on, you know, how much they give you. So like, you know, 30%, say you're trying to raise like $2 million and they want to come in like with 500 to a million, million dollars, you know, like give them accordingly. Like if they give a million, then they obviously get, you know, the 15% of 30, you know, Mm -hmm. and then the other 15 gets split up if somebody comes in with like 500,000 or 250, you know, and, and then that little percentage gets divvied up between everybody, you know, so it all depends on who the first person is and who the first person is. And like the amount that they give will determine how everything else is going to go. So, wow. That's super important to think about. Yeah. Like in that sense. Like it organizes everything too, you know, like it's like, okay, checked that off the checklist, got that amount. All right, let's move on to the next person. And yeah. And then I feel like too, talking to multiple investors at the same time, because then you'll like, as you're talking to one person getting an amount, you're already talking to the other person getting amount and you're like, oh yeah, I already got money from so-and-so, you know, and you're like, oh, okay. And it just kind of like money always attracts money. It's always the first person Mm -hmm. that gives the money that kind of takes the moment, you know, to kind of like spiral. But here's another thing too. If you're working with one investor and they're going to give you money, ask them who other, what other investors they like working with. Mm -hmm. And they'll bring in their friends or partners or whoever, um, to bring in some other money too. And you can, that's so true. You know? Yeah. That's smart. I wouldn't have thought of that. So yeah. 
it's like because my my investors they're all friends so mm-hmm. it's kind of like why go out there and try to find a whole other person you know um work within the group because if they trust that investor already then they'll get money and, mm-hmm. no that you know. totally made, and that's why you said it's like like then a chain reaction because they're like oh yeah like I'll give it to you you know Thanks. like at first they're like Emily who and then now they see like I'm doing something and they're like oh we want to do your next film like okay you know so yeah. um start with your you know acquaintances friends that you know you know and if if that person can't give you money but ask them be like do you know anybody that is looking to invest or you know someone that I can talk to and then they can refer you yeah that very is smart. very small smart thank you for getting into the nitty-gritty there because that's so like instrumental onto how you can even like move forward is knowing like Mm -hmm. okay how can I really present materials to investors and then just that like that yeah that waiting game like things like that you it's like when do you move on and and you get stuck sometimes I feel like I could I could totally see how people get stuck there not sure like when to let go or when to drop someone because you you're like oh but am I gonna get it from someone else and I think at the end of the day you got to believe like yes I can secure this bag and (laughs) and we can move forward because then it's just gonna hold you back if you don't you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, but it's hard. It's like a tricky mind game that you're playing too with yourself. It is. It's a mind fuckery. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know, well it just put, kind of Emily. Well put. You know, it yes. is. It, yes. it really is because we're sitting here. We're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, but it really is. And I feel like when I started to give, like, you know, um. You obviously don't want to put too much pressure on the people that you're meeting with, you know, but what I like to do when I go into a meeting is tell them, hey, I'm trying to raise money by this date, you know, so that they know Mm -hmm. up front that you have a goal to reach. You're trying to make the money before February 20th or whatever, you know, like you're trying to lock in that money so that you could be in prep by like March something so that you can film in June or May or whenever you want to film. So it's like, you got to tell them, Hey, this is my deadline. This is when I'm securing everything by, I do like, I don't want to make you feel pressured, but you need to know my deadline so that I'm able to meet my, my goals. I love that. And that way Mm -hmm. the energy is already like initiated from the get go of like, I have, I have to keep moving forward. So like, it almost pulls them in like, oh, okay. Okay. So she's got a game plan. Like she's also not just sitting around for going to be sitting around for a year on this project. Like she, she wants to keep moving it forward. And that is a good initiate, a good initiative and like, um, assertive energy to kind of bring to an investor. I think they like to feel that. Yeah, absolutely. You want to feel that, you know, so I'm like, okay, I have three months to raise this money by this date or two months, whatever deadline you make your own deadlines, you know, Mm -hmm. but for me, I started raising money. Like, uh, I want to say almost end of December, you know? So, um, I want to say like good two solid months that I've been like really, you know, like bringing in everything so that I can finalize everything and then be able to be in prep, you know, mid late March or even April, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, so I feel like it's really important to, to give yourself those deadlines and then also let them know like, Hey, by March 10th, I want all the money in the account so that I can move forward. Right. And be forthcoming in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that they do. They do appreciate that. They don't look at it as being pushy. They look at it as like, you're serious. You got shit to do. You -hmm. know, you don't want to be bullshitting around, you know, like, let's get this going. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yes. Let's get this going. (laughs) Are you here for it? Sam, are you here for it? Because that's that's the energy we are pulling in to 2021. I'm just... Let's go. Let's go. I love that you do have another project from this. I just think you're going to keep that chain going. Um, So just so, so excited for you to keep it like doing the thing, doing the damn thing, Mm -hmm. us to Mm -hmm. follow it. Um, 
Thank you for coming. Well, speaking of following, tell our fans yeah. um, how they can follow you. If they haven't already listened to your first episode, and we'll include that and everything so they can go back. We're going to have an like official to. intro here for you. Don't worry, girl. <laughs> like after, after, <laughs> yeah, after we let you go. Emily again. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know her. She's back. <laughs> it's like this bitch. She back again. She back. <laughs> <laughs> people that are like oh not her again and I'm like oh just get ready to see me in 2021 you know <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna keep coming back guys <laughs> Emily I kid you not that year like my mom listened to your interview like three like thousand times I think because you were our first <laughs> you weren't our first mother but we really went into like motherhood and and your and balance and balance yeah. and your journey to where you got to be and and she was just so inspired and touched and she just kept quoting you she's like remember when emily scott she's polish so <laughs> she has a polish accent <laughs> she's like emily sky like i remember when she's i'm like i know mom keep she's she's just so great i love her <laughs> i love her and i don't even know her and i like the polish accent that you're like, like <laughs> she just was so inspired i think it, it really put her in a position to like as a woman you know we we can and do these things and we can juggle everything I mean she's she like wants me to have a family and to in the future and and still pursue my dreams so I think it was really really touching to her because it's important like I feel a lot of people in the in our mom generations you know um they're so used to not being able to do career and being mom like having to make a decision between one or the other. But I feel like mm-hmm. in our generation of women coming up, we can absolutely be mothers and have careers. And yeah, so like even, you know, some of our moms, like, cause I don't want to say all moms were put in the category of not going after the careers, but um, the ones that have found their way, they, they do go after careers and they learn how to balance being a mom and to go after it. But today women are deciding that we want to, put our own future in our hands and we're going to make things happen regardless. And I want a family and I want to do this and this and this, and I could do it, you know, and it's all about finding that balance between it all. And, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. I love being a mom. I love having my son. It sometimes gets challenging, but when I'm planning projects, I like to plan things with some space in between things so that I'm able to spend time with him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, make it work, you know, and I have a good support system here as well. That allows me to be able to go after my dreams. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people might not have that support system and it it will be even more challenging to try to get something (laughs) done, you know, when it's, when you don't have that support back to your question, like um, my handle is she will films um, for anybody that's wanting to find out who this crazy lady is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on all my social media platforms is she will films and uh yeah i'm just and the river river is on youtube right yep so on my website you can go to emilyskyfilms.com and it will have my feature film trailer it will have the um actual full short film of river on there as well that you can watch um and other projects yeah <laughs> Awesome. I watched the trailer, but I haven't watched like the full short. So it's exciting. I'll get to go back and watch that. <laughs> so um, when you just go to like the video section, you just scroll and you'll see the the short film. But, yeah. Awesome. And for those who want to watch the short film, just to let you know that the short film was the concept for obviously wanting to make a feature or like a series. So there's a lot of unanswered questions. There's a lot of like, you're kind of thrown into this middle of this world and you're like, what's going on? Um, I wanted to let you guys know that because it's not a standalone short where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, it's one and done where some people get confused. They're like, oh, I thought it was going to be like a payoff ending. I'm like, no, it leaves you on a cliffhanger because I wanted to open it up for either at the time a feature film or a series. Right. And yeah. we're expecting to get financed a month and a half later, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to make that clear because a lot of people were like, oh, the cliffhanger, what kind of ending was that? And I'm like, because it was just that. It's you're questioning what kind of ending was that because you like I don't want to answer those questions in a short film. But yeah. 
for all of those that might be wondering, the feature film does answer these questions. <laughs> you learn a lot more backstory to River and why she is the way she is. And um, also the feature film, uh, the heart of the story is just about a woman that faces her fears and chooses herself and takes the risks into the unknown, even though it's really scary. So I felt to me like when writing this story, um, we all sometimes are afraid to step out into the unknown, even though we're curious as to where that unknown is going. So mm -hmm. River very much is about my fear. It sounds you know? like a, it sounds like my life, Emily. Yeah, <laughs> like, really. <laughs> like you know, she's she's dealing with grief. She's dealing with facing her ex relationship that she's still he, she's still in love with this person. Um, you know, she's trying to navigate her life, and yeah, she can either take the easy route and like you know stay going, you know, go back with her ex and staying mm -hmm. put and like figuring it out, or she could step into this unknown calling that keeps calling her, like these this scary part of herself that she's not sure she wants to face. You and know? it's only yeah. scary because it's unknown. Like it's most unknown things. because yeah. it's scary. Just like life in general is scary. Like what could be the most like horror side of ourselves that we're like, Oh, I'm not going that way. And, and in the end, it turns out to be the most beautiful and you're happy for taking those risks. So river is very much just a journey of self-discovery. And I put the sci-fi twist in it because that was the scary part of myself. You know, like you're, you're putting that, that, that creepy, weird kind of thing that seems really scary, but it's not, you know, so love that. Yeah long-winded version of what river is about but yeah <laughs> no. basically she goes hiking goes missing for over a week and then ends up back in her house and can't remember how she got there <laughs> so now you've got both versions fam now you've got both versions like we're gonna keep both in the cut we love we love yeah. both some people want you know more some people want spark notes it works yeah. there you go spark <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. This was great. I'm glad we got to catch up and hear what you've been up to since we chatted last and hear your process with all of this. Like, it's super inspiring that you were able to, like, get all that shit done, get the investors, make the movie, get it picked up by distribution, like all of that so quickly and in this crazy quarantine year. Like, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Honestly, um, I'm shocked, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like okay, you know um alrighty then you know um yeah. but no thanks for having me ladies it's always a pleasure talking to you girls thanks for listening to fem regard podcast if you like what you hear tune in every friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals we can only grow with your support so please subscribe share rate and review you can also join the fem fam on patreon for more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.